0: Hello listeners. Ryan of Talking Flick here. What you're about to listen to is our 100th episode. It was recorded on Halloween 2020 and we had a blast doing it. Unfortunately, Tyler's recording dies halfway through the episode. And rather than scrapping this milestone achievement, we decided to force Tyler to make up for his failures by doing some ADR work and dubbing the rest of his audio. And it is terrible. You'll notice Tyler's voice changes halfway through, and short pauses scattered randomly in the conversation. Was this intentional? Did I get lazy? Is this Tyler's fault? Yes. We know this episode is bad, and it's only fitting for it to be our 100th episode, not to mention it's X-Men Origins Wolverine. So sit back, relax, and allow our incoherent ramblings lull you into a stupor. Enjoy the episode.
1: Back to talking flick, where we talk about anything and everything but mostly movies and TV. I'm Tyler and as always my co-hosts, Ryan and Nick.
0: Out of the grave I come. (laughs) Garbage Boy is back. (laughs) Death to spooky boy. I'm back and you can't keep me down.
2: Keep him down. Thank God Spooky Boy's gone. That fucking guy. What'd they do? Cut off his head? I think that's I think that's, Yo, gonna, I, that's how you kill him, right? Yeah. We'll see if it yeah. works anyway. I'm pretty
0: certain that he was a pervert also.
2: Oh, he's a creeper. That's that's on brand. I am on brand.
1: 100% certain he was a pervert. I was with Spooky Boy the entire Spooktober month. I take month, a few so, weeks
2: off. And I, say I come yes. back and it's all Tyler's nipple now. All of a sudden we're doing video. What's happening here?
1: Oh
0: my goodness. It's a, it's a
2: happy Halloween. It so is happy. It's, a, it's cold
1: you know, too. Yeah, yeah, it's a happy Halloween. I gotta be uh, Ash from the Evil Dead. Why? Because it's groovy, that's why. And oh so, man, and, it's uh, like Hail I'm the watching King. the yes.
0: halftime show when uh with Janet oh, uh, Jackson. Was like Jen Jackson. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, my, not just the nipple is cut out, alright? So it's like part of the chest and part of the ribs are cut out too. Okay. It's just right. with your guys' point of view, it I looks want like to make only sure nipple, nipple, right? It
2: seems like a very specific <laughs> choice by you. <laughs>
0: it just looks like a really creepy, like you don't look like Ash from Evil Dead, you look like a sexual offender Yeah, right. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. If you see me stand up, and I'll post it on Twitter. You see me stand up, I'll have the chainsaw hand. I promise right. it'll look good. All right. All right all right. right. right now it, it is a little pervy. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was expecting like, believe like a pump. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> you guys messed up my flow, all right. <laughs> <laughs> talking about my nips and everything. Or my yeah. my right we, nip. We <laughs> buried the
2: lead. It's 100 talking <laughs> flick episodes. Congratulations, Tyler. Uh I feel like the 80 best of them are the ones that I'm on.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. There's a, there was a dip in quality once, <laughs> once Nick came on. That's true. Yeah, could I be. do remember that. You know Listenership what? did go down a bit. You can
2: always count on me not to show my nipples. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> For hey, now. Actually, that's, For a, now. that's a good yeah. promise. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good promise.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Do you really believe, Nick, though, that he won't show his nipples on this podcast? I might so, do it. I
2: might do it right now. Don't tempt me. <laughs> spring break. <Ooh>. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's our 100th episode. Uh, I always forget how long Nick's blog has been out because he told me that he did this movie right when it came out on his blog. Is, and I'm like, that wow. That is correct.
2: Yeah. You know what's That's funny? Insane. I read the review 14 years as, old. as pregame, right? <laughs> I read the review as pregame. 2009 was the first year I started writing articles. Ironically, this movie is 2009. Uh, I disagree with my stand for one. Uh, and I don't think it's a it's a very well-written review. But um, yeah, it was. Co- it's always cool to have a blog that you can go back and see like what you thought in that capsule of time, as we brought up many times on the podcast. So yeah,
0: don't worry. I think that with this 100 episodes we'll catch up to to Nick's blog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 11 Eventually. years. It doesn't uh Hugh Jackman doesn't really age. Uh my blog and me definitely look 11 years older, but Hugh Jackman looks the same. I kind of resent that.
0: Yeah, man, and he still has those six-pack abs and that bare naked ass Here's as he jumps a, yeah, from the right. waterfall.
2: <laughs> I'd know, still take his ass, ass before Tyler's <laughs> nipple, number one. Number two, fun fact, Tyler, did you read this in your pregame at all that he says that there's no CGI of his body when he comes out of the uh, anitanium tank thing uh, or adamantium or whatever it is? You believe that? pretty shiny. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. Yeah, no, he is, he's ripped. that's
1: That's all baby oil, all right? That's oil. a mixture <laughs> of water and baby oil. And, you know, that's the thing, because, uh, what, this is 2009, and Iron Man was 2008. Yeah. I think Hugh Jackman really set the bar for, if you're going to be this superhero action star, you have to be, like, incredibly ripped. And so, because after him, everyone started to fall, like, fall along the lines of, okay, we have to be really buff. And then you had, of course, Chris Evans, who was doing Captain America, and then all of it. They're just like, we have to have the ass. Like Like the
2: blob, (laughs) I don't want you to talk about weight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, and even just kind of with Hugh Jackman too, like the entire X-Men franchise, like him as Wolverine, he's always kind of gone a step further in trying to like improve his body. So when he first got in the first X-Men, he was upset that he didn't have enough time to work out. But in time for X-Men 2, 3, and especially in this one, he really went into over like overtraining with it, and mm. he even got some pr- tips from The Rock.
2: Let me ask you this oh, question, wow. Tyler. Um, compared to, well, did you like the way he looked in X-Men, the first one, the very first one? Because that was the first time we really um, got to know him, and I know it was Gray Scott and some other guys in, in the running for that part. I liked him immediately. It really only took me like 10 minutes. So I'm like, all right, this guy's Wolverine. I buy it. His hair yeah. looked terrible. The hair yeah, was the a hair walking. is. Yeah, you're right.
1: This... The hair has always been a little, especially X2. X2 is the one where it's like, what is going on with that hair? Um, with this one, it looks a little bit better. It's a little more flowy and everything. But I always, I've always liked Hugh Jackman, but I definitely have liked a little bit more that he's just kept up with the working out. And even like before he would do his shoots, and this is because I was into working out, where he would do a dehydration method. We see the so nipple. Before- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see both nipples, not just one, with me. But <laughs> so he did a dehydration method where basically you just do no water at all before you do a shirtless scene to get everything to pop a little yeah, bit that's more. that's crazy. I guess so, yeah. like, that's that's what he would do pretty much for Wolverine, and he especially did it for the Wolverine with the James Mangold. But... but
0: that pose, that pose, every time he like releases his claws and then he has he's baring his chest and he's showing his traps, like. He's really trying to show off his muscles. He's done that that pose like three or four times in the movie and every time that he does it it looks stupid especially when he's running through the cages like just slashing at the at the the locks on the cages why did he have to make that this, pose it,
2: it just looks stupid we're gonna talk about it very specifically like this movie is a mixed bag and I think me and producer Ryan like it more than Tyler we'll see how he worked through it this time around did, did I say I like this movie because I think uh, we my talked about it before <laughs> yeah mine too don't worry don't I'm, I'm there with you but get Gavin Hood, I think, is the main problem here. He's not exactly a well-seasoned director, a South African guy. He's done a couple movies I kind of like. Most notably, I think that somewhat okay Ender's Game from a couple years ago, six, seven years ago. Mm. I thought it was all right. Um, but he really just like mixed bags it a lot. There are like a great mixture of sort of like good scenes, good looking scenes here. And then these crazy, stupid set pieces that look like Fast and the Furious or something. I don't know what happened. I think they didn't have a script entirely done uh, when this thing first started shooting. But this is the ultimate mixed bag and still by far not the worst X-Men movie.
1: Yeah, so it definitely isn't the worst. And kind of just going off like the IMDB ratings, it's the third worst. So where you have <laughs> Origins <laughs> it's, it's Wolverine, <laughs> you know, is, is the third worst. And then number two is Dark Phoenix. And then the worst is the new mutants. And so So, specifically. How does that make you new feel yeah. Tyler? How does Dark that make Phoenix? you feel Ash? <laughs> well, I'll put it this so uh so Origins Wolverine is at six point six, uh Dark Phoenix is at a five point eight, and new mutants is at a five point five. So I feel like that's mm. kind of close okay. enough. I, I, I think Dark Phoenix is worse than New I've Mutants. I've seen Dark and... Phoenix,
2: it is a total piece of crap. Um and I have not seen the new mutants because why would I? Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, at least with this one, like uh, the origins, it's more fun. You know, you can I can rewatch this any time of the day compared to Dark Phoenix or even like even the new mutants because of how boring they are. Do
2: you agree but... that there's like little pockets of goodness in this movie, even though maybe the whole thing isn't necessarily, you know, what we wanted it to be?
1: It There. It's hard to see any pockets of goodness because the dialogue is what? god-awful. Somebody and he just... even mentioned it to oh, where it's just, I'm going to cut your goddamn head off. Like, why would that? That's like three or four times that he says that in the entire movie. He doesn't want to make it clear. To <laughs> it. That's the
0: only way that you can kill these guys, apparently, <laughs> the... which none of them die. Well, no, that's not <laughs> yeah, true. That's Wade true. Wilson,
2: presumably. I mean, they did cut it <laughs> No, no he doesn't. No, nope. nope. Did nope. you see yeah, the credits? Yeah, I guess credits? that's <laughs> true. He goes up and he says, shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, Benioff from uh, Game of Thrones was one of the writers on this. There was three or four guys, including Hood himself, who's written a couple of his movies. Uh, Maybe it's just the wrong group of screenwriters. But yeah, you're right. Like, they really go out of their way to say, I'm going to cut your head off and see if that works. And then they find out, yeah, I guess it doesn't work. So maybe stick dynamite (laughs) down the pants.
1: Yeah, you got to do a bum up the butt like Ant-Man style or... The boys with translucent, the invisible cunt. Uh,
2: yeah, up, up to the butt. Gotcha. I was about to <laughs> yeah, you gotta go, rectal, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. The entire X Men franchise is a mess gotcha. with multiple characters existing in different mm. time periods and what seems like an endless amount of recasts.
2: Multiple recasts, many many uh, and how, recasts.
0: How, how how do you get this wrong? The X Men are probably one of the most iconic uh... comic book characters. They have awesome story arcs and still you make these terrible garbage movies
2: Come Let on. me <laughs> let me point this out because i am the oldest all right and i have seen uh well we've all seen many many superhero movies but i have been around since the beginning i saw 89 batman in the movie theater in person um it's a mixed bag i would argue there are more bad ones than there <laughs> are good ones would you guys agree with that yeah
1: there are Definitely more bad ones, and there are good ones when it comes to the X Men franchise.
2: Yeah, and there are more yeah. bad X Men movies. I would even I'd go further and say more bad X Men movies than good X Men movies. Would you agree with that?
0: That's a hundred percent true. <laughs>
2: so it's not that insane, you know. The bar, no, I know the bar I, like, isn't like way up here. It's kind of low.
0: Yes, probability wise, yes, that that's all true. But I'm talking about writing a movie and making it happen. Like, how do you do that? Like, you have gold there, and then you yeah. just I I do understand that point well (laughs) let me
2: ask you this question because you guys as I always point out are the comic book book experts how beloved are are the X-Men to you comic book wise are they like your top three I grew up on that Nick X-Men number one X-Men is number one
0: not not number one. Uh, like Spider Man is number one for me. All right, you Superman look like Spider Man I also <laughs> <brand>. like uh, <laughs> I like
2: Batman and uh, like yeah, all the that like, would be my number. But X
0: Men in terms of Marvel, like X Men is definitely up there, definitely in the top five. What do you
2: like about it? You like that it's sort of like art imitating life, life imitating art kind of thing. You like the social aspect?
1: Yeah, majority of the fan base from the X Men franchise are fans from the ninety yeah. an, from the nineties animated series oh, yeah, who right. actually <laughs> wanted to see <laughs> these right. characters come to the big screen.
2: It might be the best iteration of X-Men, Tyler. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why you like evolution. <laughs>
1: hey, evolution is not All that right. bad. All right, Ryan. It's definitely pretty good. And so is, uh, whatchamacallit, Wolverine and the X-Men 2.
2: What was superhero friends with Iceman and Star uh Firestarter? <laughs>
1: All right, I know for sure superhero friends is much older than you, Nick, or at least just by a little bit.
2: Okay, all right. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it in syndication, I guess. <laughs> Nick,
0: I I think I think part of the reason why I liked it so much was because there were so many characters, and they were the all they were all outcasts, and yeah, you were able to pick.
2: You can who identify you to a to certain most. extent, right? Exactly. High school yeah, or exactly. whatever, right? Yeah.
0: And growing up, like being an angsty teenager and be like, "No one gets me, no one understands me i i I feel just like these mutants. That's what I saw, and you thought that Cyclops was a dick, and Wolverine was justified, and Jean Gray is just a terrible mutant
2: <laughs> well that that bared itself out in the movies. Let me say this, like there was this point where um you know, we saw many versions of the trailers of the new mutants. And I thought that they were getting closer to what you like about the X-Men, but apparently, Tyler, it didn't work out that way, right? Yeah,
1: New Mutants definitely had a lot of issues, but its number one thing was that it was just so boring like oh my god just the amount of boringness that comes with it and that even happens with Dark Phoenix too as well but with at least with Origins it has this weird kind of sort of 80s vibe with it
2: (laughs) there is a weird 80s vibe yeah
1: yeah this movie definitely killed or delayed a lot of major projects like one of them being the Origins franchise that they had planned out which they were going to do a Origins Magneto movie which they kind of described was the pianist meets the X-Men
2: I would have liked that by the way (laughs) what Wow. <laughs> He's got a really like crazy origin story. I would have loved it. He does. He they does. crammed it into first class a little bit, but it didn't work out. Yeah.
1: A lot of things that were going to be in that Magneto Origins movie actually ended up making its way into first class. And it's because we had that writer, Sheldon Turner, who we covered before, I think on Up in the Air, actually came from that Magneto Origins and actually wrote that first class script. But I really like that movie just as a nice, good, soft reboot.
2: You guys like that more than me, but I do love that writer, obviously. Um, Again, I think the choices they make in X-Men Wolverine Origins is all like they got the wrong director and maybe the wrong writers, including Benioff from Game of Thrones. Uh, so, yeah, it's all about choices in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, this is definitely became the uh, spin off killer because, of course, you had Gambit, which went pretty much nowhere with Taylor Kitsch. And it was in production hell for the longest time, losing directors when Channing Tatum was cast. And you even had Channing Tatum, who was even going to direct it at 1.2, before, of course, there was the uh, Disney Fox deal that ended up just killing it permanently, at least until we know what happens with the actual yeah, X Men franchise. I
2: wish. Listen, I wish. Taylor Kitsch is my Gambit in my 2009 no, article terrible. I wrote Gambit was my favorite X-Men I don't remember ever thinking that but apparently I thought that
0: he, <laughs> he's really good <laughs> he's a smooth talking ladies man I loved him. the accent the
2: accent wasn't spot on but it's alright we'll let it pass
0: <laughs> yeah it was terrible <laughs> what accent
2: uh, yeah good, good call <laughs>
1: and of course like you had it where this movie just pretty much tainted almost everything it touched because it really delayed or almost killed the Deadpool franchise just in general and it wasn't until ryan reynolds or even just the creative team behind deadpool which released that test footage that kind of came out i think in 2015 which gave mm. the franchise released the deadpool franchise a little bit more life. but mm. wolverine origins really kind of tainted just everything it touched so why don't you go and just lead into the numbers real quick nick so we can see how well this did
2: all right i'm back baby it's numbers time there's a lot of numbers with this one and there's controversy if anybody remembers i'm old enough to remember right i saw it in the movie theater so, two thousand nine was a weird year. hundred and fifty million dollar budget for X Men: Wolverine Origins. A lot of buzz, a lot of lead-in. Um, the the problem with this movie was that there was a script leak pretty late in the game. Right, I think it was coming out uh, late fall. Uh, no, no, early summer. It was early summer. It was supposed to come out. Well. It was a movie leak, wasn't it? Oh, no, the script leaked first. And I was getting to it, right? The script actually did leak first, then the movie effing leaked. Oh,
1: so it was a script leak and a movie leak? Oh, my God.
2: And, like, it was easy to find. I found it. Um, I I plugged it in and started watching it. I was like, "No, I'll wait, and I'll see the movie theater." So I did the right thing, but a lot of people did not. Right? So I think what they were expecting was a hundred fifty million dollar budget. I think they were expecting something to the north of a hundred million dollar opening. And because of the leaks, it did eighty five million, which was below projections. Uh, ultimately, it makes one seventy nine US and about 193 almost 200 overseas for 373 million it had to make 300 320 to to make a profit so yeah it made a profit but it wasn't anything like what the studio wanted so that was kind of devastating that was the beginning of the problems then let's talk about the movie itself right because the movie tyler will point out the many many problems within the movie the production was all (laughs) messy they didn't have the script totally done when they started shooting Um, they had a lot of issues all over the map with production in this particular movie so it got a couple of delays. Ultimately, what happened was the critics gave it a 37%, which is significantly low. One of the lowest X-Men movies. I think only the New Mutants is lower. I got to check that. Maybe Dark Phoenix. Um, And then audience-wise, you want to take a shot at it? I felt like this was a little low. I thought it'd be a little higher. This has got to be in the
1: 30s or 40s, at least with the audience score.
2: <laughs> 58% audience. Mm, I would have said like I was 65. I say around 40. Yeah, all right. And that is like when you look at the other Wolverine movies, <laughs> the Wolverine, which I think is a piece of crap, kind of too, was 71% critic, 69% audience. And then um, the Logan movie, obviously, 93 and 90. Everybody seemed to love that one universally. Oh, yeah.
0: That
1: one was pretty good. Yeah. yeah Logan is considered the best one, especially I think even on IMDb it was the highest rated. But Origins really just it did nothing for the franchise. And it's not even referenced at all like in any of the movies except for the Deadpool franchise just to make fun of, though. And that's the only reason they ever bring it back up.
2: Yeah. Oh, you said it. You said basically it was a failure, right, Tyler? But it did produce three... They did get the Wolverine trilogy out by hook or by crook, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they did get the Wolverine trilogy out, but Origins killed so many side projects, and immediately right after Origins, you had First Class, which was that soft reboot, and you had some decent time before they went into the Wolverine and eventually into a complete and total, you know, restructure of the
0: entire franchise with Days of Future Past. Wait, what is is the time gap between movies, though? Uh,
2: 2013 is the Wolverine in 2018, I think, is Logan. Get off the top of my head? Okay. Something, something in that All ballpark? Right.
0: Four or five
1: years? Okay. Yeah, he had Logan. That was 2017. Right. But then, of course, he had Origins, which was 2009. First Class was 2011. And then, finally, he had the Wolverine in 2013, followed by the complete reset of Days of Future Past in 2014.
2: Is Has... Is Logan, has he appeared in more X-Men movies than anybody else or is it Professor X? Uh, Refresh my memory.
1: Yeah, you have it where Hugh Jackman, I think, appears the most in the X-Men franchise as Logan, but technically Professor X has the most appearances just because he's played by two actors, of course, Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart has been in a lot of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they do that weird thing too with Patrick Stewart in a lot of these uh, X-Men movies where they use that de-aging where it just wasn't there yet with the technology, but they just kept on doing. It. The
0: de- yeah, the de-aging yeah, in 2009, of, right? that was not, weird. Not great. <laughs> that
2: was still <laughs> yeah, better than The Irishman, really but not great.
0: <laughs> you know what? I you know I was looking at it and I was like there's something going on with this guy. <laughs> I don't know why they keep on going back to the de-aging
1: cuz they did it in Last Stand, and which it did not look good at all, but they still... still... Still do it again, even in Origins. So, but with that being said, we're just gonna take a quick commercial break and hear from our sponsors.
0: Say, Wolverine,
2: become the animal.
0: Embrace the other side.
1: Yeah, as always, spoiler he warning for you. this movie that came out in 2009 that I'm pretty sure everybody's seen. But real quick, what was your
0: reaction, Ryan? Did I say that I like this movie? (laughs) I think think I'm uh, coming around. (laughs) I think think I'm changing my mind
1: on that. Yeah, of course, this does the one thing that I hate with pretty much all X Men movies or really just the entire superhero movies in general, where you have all these characters with all these amazing powers and they always just limit them to this generic guy who can jump really high or punch really good or shoot really good or run really fast. And so it really is just a complete misuse use of all their powers in almost every single one of these movies
2: some of them have guns i'm not even sure why they have guns that's problematic will i am his first movie what's with the big gun man you can zip around i don't see what the purpose (laughs) is as as you guys might point out and i'm with you ryan i watched it this time and i was like "Ooh, this is not (laughs) this is not defensible (laughs) 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 they got major problems right uh but the thing here is it's overstuffed I don't even know why. It's supposed to be X-Men uh Origins Wolverine, right? And I love the brotherly stuff, and I will defend that to the end of days. I love Liev Schreiber in this movie. Much better oh, uh saber tooth than Tyler Maine. I'm I'll fight it. I'll fight what? you on it. That's fine. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll get to that. But the other stuff is too much, right? The Wade Wilson cramming him in, the giant set pieces, the jumping from a friggin' Jeep to a helicopter, all this nonsense. I, I feel like I don't know what they were going for there. Too messy. Yeah, and and what I don't
0: understand is how do they get so much right and so much wrong yeah, that's at the an same time? Yep. There's so many things that they're like, oh cool, I guess that's Emma Frost and okay, there's Deadpool and he's the merc without a mouth. And so, like, can we get more have baby so many... oil in
2: the water? Can we get more baby oil in the water? Yeah. Okay, thank you.
0: <laughs> there there's there's a lot of things that they're like, oh, that detail, I remember that detail. That's correct towards the comic books, but that is completely off the wall. Like, yeah. How do they do that? Like obviously they have a source material and they're pulling stuff from it. But they didn't feel the need to keep the entire thing. They wanted to make these creative changes. I never
1: understood the creative changes they made in this movie. And one of my biggest pet peeves is really just kind of with the healing factor, how they explain how they erased, uh, you know, oh, yeah. oh, God, memories. Yeah. Cause in the comics. <laughs> he has fake memories implanted in his mind are over his real memory. So he never knows what's actually real or not real. Yeah, right. This is the adamantium bullet that can erase his memories. But shoot him in the the head. See if that works. They show them being executed by a firing squad, which it's like nobody ever thought to shoot them in the head. And if they did, why is it that they still have their memories?
2: Let me ask this quick question, um, because I know in production, and obviously we saw Patrick Stewart with the de-aging and it didn't look that great. Uh, Brian Cox was going to return as striker, but they couldn't get the de aging quite right, so they got Danny Houston in there, who I like a lot, but he was it just felt weird look felt like two different people and again continuity problems there did that impact you guys at all or, or it wasn't a big deal
1: yeah I'm definitely fine with the recast for a uh, striker because Brian Cox would not have looked as well with that de-aging especially back in 2009 but I'm fine with Danny Houston because I think he's the only one who knows exactly what type of movie he's actually in
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he might be the only one <laughs> Now, nah, Liam <Liev> Schreiber knew <laughs> yeah actually Liv Schreiber, when he was
1: cast he was smaller than what they wanted him and wanted him to be and originally they were going to put him in the uh same exact rubber suit or muscle suit that vinnie jones wore in the last stand but he actually got three or four months to train he actually worked out with hugh jackman to put on about 30 to 40 pounds to actually fit that saber-tooth roll
2: um i thought liev schreiber maybe not all the writing is ideal but he's scary in this he like he's pretty good as victor victor creed or whatever his name is i thought it was decent
0: i don't know i think both lib schreiber and danny houston they're bad for the roles that they were given really? I, I just, I, do you remember the I first felt...
2: x-men you'd prefer tyler main that guy was like they pasted <laughs> on blonde freaking chops okay nick
0: it, it's it's this weird dichotomy all right all right maybe i can believe that he is taking this seriously but there's so much crazy crap that's going around how can i take him seriously it's
2: just The jacket, man. The jacket alone. (laughs) Scream seriousness. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. So, him, okay. He looks, he looks intense. He looks very intense. And then you see his, his, uh, his bag woman claws, so <laughs> stupid. Like it, it, it's just that that Need a manicure? contrasting <laughs> details, yeah, contrasting
1: details that make it look really bad. Yeah, and you definitely can't forget that Liv Schreiber run where he just goes on all fours and just start climbing up. <laughs> oh <things>. yeah,
2: <laughs> look, I'm oh, not yeah. saying it was perfect. <laughs>
1: yeah and that's the thing with this movie too like even with the action even between really just everyone but especially like with Wolverine and you know Hugh Jackman and Liv Striper it's just never very good it's all choppy and it's same thing you have these yeah. characters with these amazing superpowers and you never really get to see them use it they're all always just wrestling about or throwing each other around
2: okay this just a quick problem here okay yes you're right the action isn't very good but the problem is Gavin Hood the director thought it was good so he really he laid it on it's two problems right it's not good the set are bad but you think they're great that's that's problematic yeah
1: and that's the thing too with this movie is the CG is so bad especially in that scene (laughs) where Logan after he gets his claws and he's in that bathroom you just see them and it just looks so bad it looks like something that they made with MS paint and a lot of the CG all throughout the movie is just not very good especially when even when you have will I am who's teleporting and you can still see his skeleton
0: for whatever reason it just looks so terrible that opening sequence I see what they're trying to do and they have like these still images and still shots of all these epic moments they catch uh, Sabretooth in the middle of his run and then he's in this jumping pose why did they freeze it on that because so that you can see all the terrible points of that picture it just looked really bad and whenever they brought up the CG it, it really didn't age well I don't know if it was good for 2009 but it, no, it, 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 wasn't. it looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, even with the bad CG, you just have bad writing,
1: too, because you have entire plot points that you can just take out. And the movie only runs a little bit quicker because you have it where the old people. Yeah. And I don't know what the point is with that. It's scene, just to give them clothes, the old Tyler. People, they're there for 10 minutes and then they end up dying. You know, it really doesn't make sense to even insert him there other than just that, you know, they give Wolverine, you know, his jacket that you later see in the first X-Men movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it does rip during the process. I, I'm not so. Yeah. Some of, like I said, some of the lore, again, I leave to the comic book fans. more. It's more than what I care about. But what I would say is for an hour 47, it's very overstuffed with all these characters. Take out all the goofy lady stuff, the, the twist there, and take out some of that, like you said, the old couple You know, and this Logan, you know, they're two sides of the same coin between Sabretooth and Wolverine. Um, Yeah, I think focus on the brother stuff and then focus on the main points with Stryker. And then I guess, you know, for me, I'd take out Wade Wilson, too. I don't think any of that really worked. Yeah,
1: and even besides like these plot points that you can just take out with their bad writing, they do also where they take characters from the comics and they just completely change their power setting, completely change their origins, which sometimes works for, you know, your live action movies and I get you have to do it. But in this, it just makes no sense to change their power setting at
0: all. Yeah, do you really think that they needed that whole twist at the end with the girl backstabbing him and stuff? It was so stupid. Even in real time,
2: that was the fatal flaw, I thought.
0: I really don't think that they needed that at all. And the second thing that I wanted to point out is they talk about the adamantium bullets three times three times they bring it up it's like oh we don't know if we can kill him but maybe these adamantium bullets will kill him then why didn't you give those bullets to zero because zero was literally a dead logical he could he could just like pew from far away like he did it with the um he did it with the the sniper rifle to the old couple why couldn't you just give him the adamantium bullets and have it done right there and i'm they, were gonna, they wanted to save that for the end.
2: <laughs> and I'm going to point this out just one more time because I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here. But Gavin Hood and some of his movies, it's very similar to... I wanted Ender's Game. I had read that book uh, in, in the military, actually. And I wanted that movie to be good. But that movie is soulless. And I think the choices that Gavin Hood makes in this similar to Ender's Game make this movie like yeah it's Wolverine it's Gambit it's all these guys that you want to see it's Wade Wilson for Christ's sake and Deadpool but it feels soulless almost the whole way through even with the brotherly stuff that I like so the more I rewatch it the more that's that's you know apparent
1: yeah and of course even in the comics like they're never brothers And this they do it I mean it's okay I don't really see the full point do- of doing it just because it's another thing to kind of just add into this mess of a movie already and they also pretty much changed like what had
2: happened with Team X. Team X, what a stupid uh, X Force, <laughs> X Force, Space Force. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Team X. No, it's, it's X Force. No, Team X. It's called Team X. X Force is something
1: different. They had did that in the Deadpool movie, but they're different. Team X is what Wolverine is usually a part of with the Weapon X program.
2: I don't know if there was like a copyright issue there or whatever. Oh, but, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Yeah. And I never understood why they introduce characters in each X Men movie and they just never bring them back. Where they even the ones who don't. Die, So I know, I think it ended up on the cutting room floor where they're going to bring back Liv Schreiber's Sabretooth actually in that Logan movie, which would have been nice, but even same thing with Blob, like why not bring that character back? You introduced him, but pretty much it happens almost any X-Men movie. They have a character and boom, they just do nothing with them and they don't even bring him back. And to top it off, they change their power setting completely, especially with the Blob where he looks completely different in the beginning. And for whatever reason, he's just super fat when you finally meet back up with him again later yeah in the movie. yeah
0: you would think that that was his mutant power because he's named the blob that was his power he, he looks, ultimately looks, the had boxing the boxing scene S- Is similar to iron was? man
2: 2 like the iron man 2 boxing scene and the blob and wolverines that's a fun scene does it totally work no will i am not the greatest actor but you know ultimately like they're, they're, uh, that you would shut up, that Nick. would have been a clip i would have kept
1: when your best action scene is a boxing match between The Blob and Wolverine, you probably have some problems with your movie.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> did say best scene? <laughs> yeah,
1: and just really all of Team X in general too. You never get a sense exactly what their powers are. And really it's just they're all kind of just, you know, summed up like what I said before, just the guy who can shoot really fast or the guy who can shoot really good or who can, for whatever reason, split bullets in half with their swords. None of those things really seem like mutant powers like before you would actually get an actual idea of what a mutant power was with this it's all just generic fighting that somehow makes them mutants
2: bolt bolt (laughs) is the one that pisses me off the most i don't know what the fuck that guy does wait which one was that Bolt, that's Dominic Moynihan or whatever. That's the guy that's like, he's controlling the airplane and he's touching his forehead again. I hate that shit.
1: Yeah, none of the powers (laughs) in this really make any sense. And of course, like one of the big ones too is Gambit because you never get a sense of actually what he can do from like the comics or really even the animated series where he can just kind of, you know supercharge things and have them blow up and this it just makes it look like he just can control playing cards and he can send them into you know people into making them blow up or whatever it is and so it's really weird and there's especially that scene where he just uses his staff to climb up the walls really fast or run on the walls and it's just that's not in his power setting at all so it's such a missed opportunity because everybody loves Gambit and that's why this probably did end up kind of killing that Gambit movie permanently. What
2: about the Silver Fox plot point? Is that a comic thing or no?
1: Yeah uh, Silver Fox and Wolf do have like a love connection in the comic series and the animated series and of course in this her power setting is completely different where she can't control you just by touching you it's normally she just has a healing factor and that's really about it and she's just a part of that team x but i don't know why they changed you know those things the way that they did you know because it seems really weird that they would just give her that power setting just you know in general because no one else really has that in the x-men comics at least not off the top of my head
2: okay good to know yeah and
0: again, it's one of those things that why include these these details? Why make it like uh, uh, Team X? Why have these characters here that have iconic things? Or or like someone that's a diehard comic book fan would be able to, to point out, oh, cool, they have uh, Silver Fox on yeah. here, and then they're you're like, right oh, about that. wait, why is that's not her power? Why would you include that if you're not going to go all the way? Yeah. It's just a slap in the I'm, face, I'm I am not even I a feel. comic
2: fan and I totally agree with that point. I don't know what... Look, it, it explains Game of Thrones the final season, right? Betty Off <laughs> clearly doesn't know how to handle this stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: and this is really all the characters in this movie, too, or none of the power settings, you know, match yeah. up really yeah. at all. And especially with the fighting or those action scenes. And what I really like, of course, is now they're able to do it much better. Of course, I think Deadpool 2 is one of my favorite ones where they really show him, you know, using his healing factor as an advantage to fight when he's He's kind of going against Cable in that. And so there's just a lot of stuff that, that, you know, was a missed opportunity that they could have done, but they just seem to kind of take the easy way out on it.
2: I don't even care. It just works for me. (laughs) And I'm going to close on this. I I won't keep waxing poetic on Leah Schreiber, but I'll say this lieb schreiber i think thought this was like his big break role and tries to act the <laughs> shit out of the part everybody else is just there for a paycheck <laughs> that yeah, is apparent <laughs> yeah i could see that
0: i could see that and
1: same thing i never understood why not bring these characters back i know i said it before but it's just they make these movies and then they pretend that they just don't even exist you know why not embrace you know even the bad ones like your origins and like i said before you know They could have brought Liv Schreiber back as, you know, of course, uh, Sabretooth, and, you know, that did end up on the cutting room floor for Logan, and it would have been, I think, a strong attachment to do that and embrace,
0: like, even the bad movies when it came to just that Logan
2: movie in general.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I do think it's funny, though, that... Wolverine is talking to Gambit and he's saying I'm going to kill all the people that did this to you. I'm going to kill every one of them. And then literally he doesn't kill anyone yeah, and Gambit comes <laughs> yeah Gambit comes up to him and says, "When you said you'd kill everyone, I thought that was an exaggeration." Yeah, it was an exaggeration cuz he didn't do anything. <laughs>
1: even yeah, and even with like, you know, Wolverine cuz he shows up there to avenge, you know, his dead girlfriend and then when he finds out that she's still alive, he just leaves. And exactly. Then he comes back only when she's in danger. So it doesn't make any sense for him just to show up. That's his plot device, leave, and to just immediately come back, you know? And that's one of those things like, why do you have all this extra stuff and extra dialogue explaining everything and just kind of, you know, forcing your characters to be in one spot, leave, and just to come back right again in the same exact spot?
0: That's the stupidest thing, too. Oh my goodness. You bring up a really good point, Tyler. What was the whole point of going to the island if you're going to lose all your- your motivation and just walk away? You're on an island. What are you, Where are you walking to? <laughs> yeah, and don't even forget about that
1: final battle that takes place on what, What? what is it? Where, where, where are they at again?
2: Reactor or something? I don't
1: know what that was, yeah. Yeah, the reactor. And just that whole entire action scene, that final battle where they're just on the reactor and I don't know how they don't fall off that thing because somehow they're able to just stay on there and keep on fighting and not to mention you have just the weirdest dialogue that happens on top of there and just the weirdest action, especially Especially when it comes to, you know, the actual Deadpool, the final, you know, villain of the actual story that we get at the end of it. There, some of
2: that <laughs> choreography wasn't all that bad, though. Is that okay to say that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. The entire choreography or the entire, the entire fight scene at that very end, it's just really weird and it's really off to me with the teleporting. And why is it that, you know, Sabretooth comes back in the end? And it's just like, no one's allowed to kill you except me or you're my brother, you know? <laughs> it never made sense. It never made sense why all of a sudden he just makes that flip to go ahead and come back and try to save him against, you know, the. Deadpool. Oh yeah. And yeah. also, how do they fit all those powers into one person too? They've never explained yeah. that. Yeah.
0: I don't mind callbacks. I don't mind callbacks. I don't mind Chekhov's gun. I don't, like if they pull it off right, then cool. But I hated this whole um this interaction between uh Sabretooth and Wolverine. Like they have like this relationship that and, was going to be the soul of the movie. It just didn't work and, out the and, way they wrote it. But at the very end, like they become friends—not not friends, but they, they fight work together, together, back to back. Yeah and that 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 one scene when he's like back to back i think that's hella dumb like that was <laughs> not earned it's like
1: it was a terrible callback yeah it is there's so much bad with this movie but there is one thing that i actually do like about this movie and it is the opening what two minutes of where it just has saber tooth and wolverine fighting all throughout the wars where you see them pretty much in the civil war world war one everything leading up into the vietnam war
2: me too it's actually like
1: close to awesome it's close it's not quite there but it's close and oh my God, like just what a missed opportunity, you know. You could have shown something where, you know, you have a World War II film with Wolverine and you could have actually introduced Captain America or had something (laughs) with Captain America or really just showing other mutants and them fighting, you know, during World War II. It's just they've had every opportunity to make a good movie, but they've only ever chose to make bad ones. I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna point this out. Go back, fans, and listen to that Wonder Woman episode again. I'm telling you, that's how you do it correctly. They could have had something there too, Tyler, but they wasted it. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: I never know what Fox was thinking, like in terms of just the X Men franchise or anything that they had, like long term, because everything seemed to just be, you know, think one movie ahead or that's it, or just think about the movie that we're making because you had all these things that just got canceled when Disney bought them. And of course, they were still trying to do like the multiple, multiple man movie. They were trying to do the uh, Kitty Pride Shadow Cat movie. You just had all these different types of projects that they're just trying to get off the ground that just never even made it. So, and even if they did, I don't think they would have been very good anyways because everything that they've given us has been, well, there've been more misses than actual hits.
2: I guess, you know what? We should point out, it's not just Benioff and Hood and some of the other writers that worked on this. Fox had their hand in the cookie jar a lot on this script. So it could have just been Fox interference, which we know happens all the time. Okay, we're going to wind down. Let me ask this question. I think it's relevant. Do you like Hugh Jackman being the main point in these X-Men movies? He is the main point in a couple of them. He's definitely the main point in this and his trilogy. I sort of like him better in like a Days of Future Past role. Yeah, uh, I think even with the Hugh
1: Jackman thing, like I, they got a little too happy just centering everything around him. And I think you're right with the Days of Future Past I think Past it's my role, favorite. That's kind of one of my favorite ones, at least in the top three or top two, where you know he is in there and he's one of the main characters but he's not the main character where it's really more of a team effort and so i don't know why they just kept on focusing on him and in the future i hope they're able to kind of just you know do the team and not just focus on you know your a-listers and
0: i i do think that the reason why wolverine is in the forefront mm-hmm. for most of these movies is because he tested well in all, oh yeah money definitely money dollar, dollar bills He also uh, tested well with audience, like, again, in the... X Men animated series. I don't know about you, Nick or, or Tyler, but I always thought that Wolverine was cool. Gambit was definitely
2: it was between I'm lame, Gambit. And so Wolverine I was always a Cyclops guy. Sorry, America. Oh, you're a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Phil every, Collins all and friends, Cyclops. Put it on the list. <laughs> all my
0: friends, all my friends, always thought that, that Cyclops was a was a douche, and that Wolverine <laughs> was the cool guy. I'm not and nice. They,
2: I'm somebody's <laughs> approximation of nice. Just remember that. <laughs> but
0: I I just think that he just tested well with audience that's why they put him in the forefront for all of these movies yeah i know like pretty much with wolverine he's always tested well with audience
1: but i still like the idea of like why not just go like the tv show route you know whether it's something on hbo or even netflix you know give us a solid 10 or eight episodes of showing us like the actual you know entire team and i think that might be the best way to go about it because every time you do the movies you know you always have these characters that end up getting you know push to the background and so i think it's a little bit better when you do the tv route you can kind of actually go through with every single character and not just you know deal with your wolverines or your cyclopses or your gene grays you know why not get into like beast or angel or even furthermore into gambit and actually do it right
2: we didn't get to we didn't get the movie news but this justice league Zack Snyder you know, kerfuffle that's going to cost 300 million dollars on top of whatever else they already spent <laughs> 10, 10 episodes, eight episodes. I can't <laughs> wait till I get the Twitter break that it's 30 episodes or whatever the fuck it is. Like, So I think it could go badly that way too, but maybe you're right. I think, uh, you know what? I think animated is what I'm ready for again. I want to circle back to animated take a breather and then maybe go back to live action movies.
1: Yeah, I would definitely like, you know, just one season of a live action whether it's Netflix or even definitely like HBO Max or, you know, most likely on Disney Plus because they belong to Fox now, but I wouldn't be against animated too. It's just there's so much more you can do with animation on a much cheaper budget compared to live action and especially because some of these mutants do get a little crazy with their powers and what they can do and it would just be incredibly expensive to do. You'd pretty much get the Avatar situation all over again with trying to do that live action.
0: Agreed. I I think that a TV show would be the best route for them, especially if they do one season and then it ends up either being good or bad they can alter it and change it if they need to and that's like that way they stay in the zeitgeist and they're able to fix whatever mistakes that they make or what people complain about because once the movie is out then it's out and it's bad, it's bad
1: this movie (laughs) is such a mess and it's such a wreck and it's funny how it's just pretty much you know, almost killed everything that it touched as far as like with the Magneto Origins movie movie and even kind of with the Deadpool spin-off that was originally going to happen and of course Gambit.
2: Can I can I get this in before we close out? I promise you Taylor Kitsch would have been a better Gambit than Channing and- Tatum, <laughs> I promise you.
1: Yes, I know. I know. I know you really <laughs> like Taylor Kitsch as uh, Gambit, but regardless if it was Taylor Kitsch or Gambit or Taylor Kitsch or Channing Tatum as Gambit, it would have been so bad.
2: It would have failed. They both would have failed either way, but but Taylor Kitsch's would have been entertaining.
1: Like regardless of who was in there. And I still can't really see Channing Tatum as, you know, fully Gambit. But with this movie, I got to give it a five and a half. Oh, it's not yeah, the worst X-Men movie out there. It's definitely not the best, but it is far more entertaining and you can rewatch this at least a couple days different times i could watch this you know any time of day compared to you know the new mutants and even dark phoenix just because of how boring those ones are and so i think it's funny how this is just you know it's in the history of superhero movies or your comic book movies where they were just noticeably very bad for a long time and it's only recently that they started to actually get better and they actually start to understand these characters that they're working with but i'm gonna give this a nice good solid rating um where you can rewatch it it's fun you know and i think that's what's important is that it is fun even though it is completely ridiculous and way off base
0: uh for me my, for myself I, I would give it a six uh just because ah. Like I said, I liked it before and I said it wasn't that bad. But coming into it a second time around, I can see a lot of the seams and some of these seams have bursted open it <laughs> um, I'm with you. I don't know what I was thinking back in the day. <laughs> I, maybe I was looking at, at it through a different lens, but we I have 11 have years of
2: other types of superhero movies true. now to compare. So I think there is some of that you know, in the capsule of time. But I
0: do still think, I do still think now, if I were to watch it a third time, I have a better idea of what I'm getting myself into, and I won't take it so seriously, and I can laugh at it, because the Deadpool in it, freaking terrible. Liv Schreiber, oh man, he's just acting the shit out of this movie, but it, like, everything around him is on fire. Danny, uh, Danny Danny Houston, Houston, yeah. Yeah. Danny Houston. I don't know. I don't know what it is about him, but I don't like him. And (laughs) uh, maybe I liked him too much when I was going into it. That made me hate him even more. But now that I'm I can adjust my uh, my expectations, I think I will enjoy it a little more a third time around and I'll be able to laugh at it a little more. But the one saving grace is naked Hugh Jackman's ass as he's jumping off of the waterfall. That's got to be the best More Or thing. baby oil and, for
2: producer Ryan.
0: <laughs> and the CG, the CG on that. Man, he looked like he was a trout swimming upstream. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so specific.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with producer Ryan. I'm going to say the 6.0 on the Shawshank scale. And I don't just disagree with you guys. I disagree with myself. 2009 Nick what a jerk that guy was he wait he had this movie all wrong I wanted to go 5.5 it is an utter mess it's just so mediocre I can't even it's I don't know what happened there but there are pieces of goodness in there and I think like the movie now it's not intended to be rewatched start to finish it's intended to watch just like little clips of it here and there on YouTube and if you just watch (laughs) it that way there's something there even though it never quite gets there cringy dialogue Super messy. Too many set pieces. Too messy. Gavin Hood, not my favorite director. 6.0 for me. Sorry, Will, well, I am.
0: <laughs> can I Can I ask you guys, did you guys watch the, or the theatrical cut or the extended cut?
2: Uh, I think it was theatrical.
0: Oh, okay. I, I watched the theatrical cut because I didn't want to watch the extended cut. I think the extended cut was 15 minutes more. And I was curious to find out what that 15 minutes was.
2: The length is not the problem in this movie. <laughs>
1: All right, so we're going to move on to our next segment, Recommendations. Is there anything that you caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend or don't want to recommend?
2: So we're all waiting for The Mandalorian. I will probably watch tonight. A lot of buzz there. And then I watched The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Highly, highly recommend it. The first hour is not as good as the second hour, but another Sorkin script, another Sorkin directed movie. I liked it a lot. You guys should check it out.
0: Okay, I saw. The, I didn't watch this movie yet. I don't even know if it's out. I saw the trailer of it, and I'm very interested in it. It's called Freaky. It has Vince Vaughn oh, and yeah. um, what's uh, what's the girl's it's Blum, name? Is do it you a know Blumhouse Car- movie? Yeah, it's a Blumhouse movie, and it's just like Freaky Friday, but she switches places with a serial killer, and it looks hilarious. I definitely want to watch this. It, I, I, do you know if it's out
2: already? No, if not it's not yet. out, I don't think it's out yet.
0: Okay, well, once it comes out, go and see that, because it looks good. Check out the trailer on YouTube. It looks hilarious. Yeah, I actually saw the trailer for Freaky. It looks
1: really fun, and I I like Vince Vaughn, too, already in general. Mm. But uh, it's actually, I think, going to be straight to Hulu, but it is coming out November 13th. So that's when it's going to be coming, I think, either straight to Hulu or probably VOD. Oh, it is a good great. trailer.
2: It's a smart trailer. And uh, we do yeah. we can't <laughs> help but like Vince Vaughn. Yeah,
1: I actually caught uh, Fargo <laughs> Season 4. I've been watching that lately, actually, pretty much <laughs> all of Spooktober. And it's, it's just fine. Like, Chris Rock is okay in it. It's nothing I don't think he can run to, Um, but I think once it's all out, you could definitely binge watch it. I think this might be a better show for binge watching, but I Mm -hmm. do like seeing Chris Rock kind of sort of make a comeback, although I think he needs a little bit of work with more of his drama stuff. All right, Nick, so what are we doing for next week?
2: Okay, so I'm going to let you choose, right? We have election. So it's day for the election, which I always wanted to do, but the news broke. It's devastating. Sean Connery passes away at 90 years old. Sean Connery, one of my favorite actors of all time. So it's... Either going to be Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Dave, or The Hunt for Red October. Discuss.
0: Oh, League of Extraordinary no, Gentlemen. we're not doing that.
2: No, no, we're not going <laughs> to sully the memory of The Greatest Bond, all right? Settle in. But the game is on. <laughs> Most things yeah.
1: We should absolutely do League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I actually remember liking that movie, at least as a kid.
2: <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's going to be Dave with Kevin Klein, Hunt for Red October, or Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I have a hard time determining whether Hunt for or Last Crusade is my favorite Connery performance, but I think they're both in the ballpark.
1: Never saw Hunt for Red October Mm. and never saw The Last Crusade.
2: What? What? Outrageous. (laughs) Last Crusade is on Netflix. Hunt for Red October, I think, is on HBO.
1: I say let's go for The Last Crusade. Yeah, let's go ahead and do The Last Crusade. I think that sounds a little more fun than The uh, Hunt for Red October. Last Crusade it is. Yeah, we've never done Indiana Jones on here before, so I think this will be a little bit more fun to actually do. But uh, why don't you go ahead and finish the show, Ryan?
0: Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. Yeah.
2: You can always find me at realwatchability.com. I will re release the Wolverine review from 2009, 11 years ago. I am an old man uh, with this podcast release. And then taking the world by storm, east to west, with Nick and Rob, wherever you listen to podcasts, hit me up at Twitter at RealWatch.
1: And we're talking Flick. You can always follow us over on Twitter at Flick underscore talking. And if you like us, you can leave a rating and review. If
2: you're going to raid her.
1: A hundred times. A hundred times I've been listening to Nick interrupt me about that. A hundred. <laughs> One hundred times. <laughs> you just messed up my chain of flow or my my uh, my thought process. Okay. All right. Uh, you can leave a rating and review. Whatever Take a 4.5 star uh, we situation. We also have Patreon where you can donate any amount of money. You can access to other content. <laughs> and we'll have a link <laughs> in the description for everybody's stuff.
0: Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, for the hundredth time. That was Talking Flick, and we will talk
2: at you next week. Stuck on a podcast with five guys on a high-protein diet? Jesus.